Section one of the Life and Adventures of Chanticleer, the Intelligent Rooster, an interesting story in verse for children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life and Adventures of Chanticleer, the Intelligent Rooster, an interesting story in verse for children, by Unknown, translated by Louise Pollock. Section one. Chapter one chanticleer's birthplace not far from a fine village stood a farmer's house and land on one side bounded by a wood of oaks and maples grand close by the barn a brook so clean ran singing on its way while in the barn there might be seen the cattle sheep and hay but first of all the cottage neat will visit and the inmates greet here we see the farmer an industrious man with his thrifty wife and their smart little son the waiting maid and little lizzie and john who is chopping wood so busy the six the family comprise and all around looks neat and nice as all of them we now have seen and as you have good children been we'll go to the ample barnyard now and bid good morning to the cow and view the oxen sheep and hens the squealing pigs shut in their pens the frisking calves that gaze and stare frightened to see us enter there but we do not mean to harm them at all and now let us give the stable a call it contains a fine horse with a mule by his side but they only use the horse when they take a ride take note of these lambs with snow-white fleece these pretty pigeons and cackling geese now let us call the poultry round by scattering corn upon the ground here come the turkeys who with their noise try to frighten little girls and boys but like some people seen around their boasting loud all ends in sound see how red they are growing and angry because robin who also is hungry takes his share of the food scattered round for their brood but as they never were better taught they will not do just as they ought each seeks his selfishness to feed regardless of his neighbour's need such acts though fitting them aright in you would be a sorry sight now come with me close to the pig-pen to see the wee chicks of this guinea hen those bantams there are pretty too but longer i cannot stay with you but stop we must certainly give a look to the peacock there standing by the brook with his handsome tail spread out so wide basking in the sunshine of his pride just turn to greet rover whose kennel is there and who over all of them feels watchful care now somewhat acquainted you have become with the inmates of this pleasant home mrs biddy among the rest lived here who was to be the mother of chanticleer chapter two mrs biddy's adventure with a fox what sad work he made among the poultry winter had gone twas the beginning of spring when sweet little birds begin to sing we had all bid good-bye to ice and snow 
the sun shone with a brighter glow and bade with its warmth the leaves to come forth the grass and sweet flowers it called into birth the hens began their eggs to lay and cackled merrily all the day one night it was an oversight the hen-house door was not shut tight when every one was sound asleep even rover forgot safe watch to keep and thus you can see at a single glance how it came that mr fox had a fine chance to steal himself into the stable and carry off all he was able quick work he made in killing all who happened in his way to fall the biggest rooster with his seven sons the shanghai hen with her twelve little ones and six other hens he carried off and met not with the slightest rebuff as morning dawned you can think what a fright was caused when discovered in what a sad plight master fox had contrived the hen roost to put feathers here and there all covered with blood five dead little chickens laid about the floor which he left when he heard some noise near the door it was no illusion oh what a confusion the woman screamed the farmer swore the children mourned their loss still more the man and the servant girl i need not say how much they got scolded the whole blessed day and all felt mad with the wily thief who had caused them all this trouble and grief had he been caught tis not hard to guess he would at once have been put to death but what was the use of growing so mad the damage was done and though rather bad tis folly to blame and scold these creatures who from god received their different natures but hark what moves there under that straw why tis our pet hen if ever i saw you were fortunate indeed with your life to escape hid away so snugly it was done in good shape good morning good morning dear mrs biddy more pleased they felt than if they'd won a city the children ran to get her some food and praised her for being so wise and good of straw they brought the sweetest and best to build her the very nicest nest and her motherly qualities at once to test they placed twelve fresh eggs under her warm breast to sit on and raise them another brood to train and bring up to be useful and good whilst to john was given the task to supply her with food and drink three times a day every care they take of the afflicted mother left sole alone without husband or brother chapter three mrs biddy's second adventure with a skunk she loses all her eggs but one and finally receives assistance to protect her from her enemies and now mrs biddy sat day and night brooding over her eggs so still and quiet she had almost forgot the fright and grief which the fox had caused that remorseless thief 
when she saw one night how through a small hole near the door a black-looking creature stole she had barely time to jump up and flee when he pounced on her nest twas a skunk you see who was going to treat himself to a feast and finding the hen gone thought he would at least have the eggs no sooner thought than done he quick went to work and carried off one to what place you would like to have learned it couldn't have been far for he soon returned another and another to carry away and i think i may safely venture to say that no doubt he would have had them all had topsy not heard the poor hen's call how relieved she felt to see her rushing in and to see the skunk run to save his skin poor mrs biddy even now hardly dared to return to her nest she was so scared you may imagine how sad she felt when but one egg in her nest she beheld yet to forsake this lone one she was too kind and just so she went back once more to sit on her empty nest and quietly sat there till morning light revealed to the household the sorry sight oh what a hue and cry was made again once more to have such a loss to sustain and all were moved to see mrs biddy flap her wings so sadly twas a great pity with tearful eyes she begged them all to spare no pains in fastening the stall and look with care after every hole and crack to secure her against any future attack for in the next strife she might lose her life through many long nights i've watched o'er my nest and now believe me i need a little rest thus spoke poor mrs biddy and moved all hearts with pity chapter four chanticleer's birth then all went to work without further delay to secure the hen-house in every way every hole was fastened up with care they wished neither time nor labour to spare to give rest and comfort to the poor creature and keep all her foes at bay for the future now that the good hen's peace was secured she sat undisturbed till her chick matured when the egg broke and it came to light how great was then the hen's delight to see her little chick so pretty and healthy gave her more bliss than to've become very wealthy no fault in her darling could she detect to the mother's fond eye her child was perfect twas pleasure to see it so lively and fat and yet so weak and delicate in place of a mouth it had a bill which it could open and close at will and quite astonishing it was she thought that a good appetite at once it brought on its little head twould have pleased you well to see there was hanging a bit of egg-shell twas john again as before who told the new advent to the whole household and all of them ran to the hen-house apace 
to view with their own eyes the truth of the case and sure enough there was the little fellow his tiny feathers tipped brown and yellow they all saw his bill and his wings by his side his two little feet to walk with a stride a spur at his feet besides his four toes bright eyes to see with but not any nose a tenderly loved biddy the wee little thing covering it gently under her warm wing so that it seemed as if it laid upon a nicely made-up bed and like all children loved to rest close to its loving mother's breast she'd lost all desire to go out and roam like all tender mothers she stayed at home to take the best care of her little pet and keep watch that none should hurt him or fret whilst she carefully selected all his food and gave him only what was healthy and good chapter five mrs biddy has a grand party to celebrate the occasion of naming her child as now the chicken was growing older increasing in size it also grew bolder yet its mother kept close by its side its inexperienced footsteps to guide the cunning little doll was so pretty a sight that to see it every one took much delight and the neighbors fowls often flew over the wall to make mother biddy a friendly call though over a high fence to climb they had pleased with the chicken was even the cat the turkeys too the geese and the dog the oxen the horse the mule and the hog and biddy when she saw how every one took such interest in her little son thought no time nor labor she would spare to bring him up with the greatest care he shall be well educated and learned till the name of being a wise rooster he's earned yes he shall even to college go to learn there all there is to know and now my child must have a name the best way for reaching this aim will be to invite all my friends and at least a few strangers too to give them a feast in celebration of the occasion when two of them shall choose a name i will endeavor as far as i am able to place before them a well-spread table the news quickly spread and it was amusing to see them flock in leaving no time for choosing many robins and swallows flew down from the trees the ducks soon followed suit as also the geese the doves left their pigeon-house one and all the turkeys and fowls too answered the call of blackbirds and martins there were some the peacock even thought fit to come whilst lo there comes with slow and measured step the proud gold pheasant of neighbor Gizep. mrs biddy gave all a pleasant greeting and hoped they would all enjoy their meeting then she gave each at her table a seat and placed before them to drink and to eat just as much as they wanted of the nice fare which she had prepared with great skill and care 
the yard house and cellar had yielded their store till on the table there was room for no more all had brought along a good appetite and every one of them seemed satisfied when right in the height of their enjoyment biddy arose and bowed to all present gracefully lifting up one of her feet she thus began her company to greet ladies and gentlemen you are all aware that when to the family is born an heir it has always been an honored custom to invite all one's friends to come without regard to their name or station to grace with their presence the joyful occasion of choosing for the child a name and shouldn't i do the very same by my child my only one you know and there was not one who would say no for all agreed with her on the point you think as i do she then rejoined i therefore without further delay will proceed with what i have to say for godfather mr peacock i choose and godmother shall be my friend mrs goose if you are pleased to accept the same please to choose for my dear child a name as soon as mrs biddy had retaken her chair mr peacock arose with a dignified air spreading out his tail with great parade he walked up to mother goose and said a mrs biddy has asked us a name to choose for her dear child and i'll not refuse if you also think best to fulfil her request she consented and both walked up to where the hostess was sitting in her chair and bowing with due reverence he thanked her for her preference and said on a name we'll agree without much ado we'll name him chanticleer if it pleases you it was his father's name and if i remember right that of his grandsire too then hurrah they all cried then they kissed the child and retreated to the place where they had been seated and chanticleer he was called by all of those who knew him both great and small end of section one